Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. And today, my guest, my guest is Christopher Abishan, uh, the CTO of Filled, F-I-L-L-E.com. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you, Richard, for having me. Yeah, and um, I found it's better to let guests introduce themselves because I tend to bumble it. So um, okay. you know, please tell listeners what Filled does and what you do there. Yeah, sure. A little bit of my background. I'm, I'm a grease monkey that turned into a PhD chemist. And, you know, that geekiness um, here in the Silicon Valley ended up turning into an entrepreneur. And this is now my second uh, startup. But the, the startup that I've begun that we're talking about today is called Phil. It's a mobile refueling company. And the way that works really is all about um, trying to bring convenience to the consumer and at the same time trying to eliminate some of the things that consumers really don't not only want to do but don't want to succumb themselves to. And that is through, in our case, an app that uh, lets you schedule fuel to be delivered to your car. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really exciting space for us, and we're, we're growing tremendously, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to share with you. I wanted to, I'm curious of what kind of questions you have. I can go, I can go lots of different directions because I'm pretty excited about the, the different things that we do, but I'm sure you have some okay. specific interests as well. Yeah, so, all right, so uh, fuel will be brought to your car. Um, how will this help people? I guess it sounds like there's some convenience, but are there yeah. anything that uh, is anything besides convenience uh, that would it would help people? Yeah, early on when we, um, me and my co-founder started the company, we were really skeptical of even the idea. Um, it was, look, you know, gasoline sta- gas stations don't make a lot of money, and the regulatory environment can be really, really ugly here. And really, you know, Uber is out there. There's all these people doing these kitschy, convenient things. But one of the things that we realized pretty quickly is that nobody loves the gas station. I mean, there's fumes and there's germs and there's dirty nozzles. And, and, and some people have been accosted and, and harmed at a gas station in horrible weather. No one wants to get out. And the, I think the biggest one that really light bulb moment for me was uh, not just the time and convenience, like you're saying, but it's the timing. It's, it's that I'm late for, I'm, I'm late to get to work or kids soccer game or whatever it is. And oh my goodness, I'm about to run out. And the stress of that is something that, that we hate. So it did kind of start with a lot of that in mind. But one of the things we learned very, very quickly is that when you have a, a, an infrastructure of an app with trucks and trained drivers doing the delivery, it actually is something beneficial to society in that you're, you're um, creating uh, effectively an ecosystem for fuel to be brought with lower miles traveled per gallon pumped. So it actually is, believe it or not, a green story. Um, we, uh, we have you know, lots and lots of data to show for the fact that more people drive a greater distance per fill-up and per gallon than we do to distribute it to you. And that all comes with density. So our this whole idea was really about bringing convenience and joy to the customer 
but we realized there was all these secondary uh, and tertiary halo effects of bringing this. And that's, you know, like I said, the timing and all that, but really we also believe that it's cleaner for the environment when trained personnel are pumping gas and not spilling it. Um, less fires happen when trained personnel are pumping it. And there's a lot of benefits to society, as well as the fact that with the um, value of the property, and this is one of the first things that we recognize that, hey, a few of these trucks can pump the same gas at a gas station, and I can get you know $200,000 worth of trucks to do the same volume of a $2 million gas station. The economics wow. start to make sense. And in places like San Francisco, I, I live you know 20 miles out of San Francisco, there are, you know, 10% of the gas stations in the city closed last year, and there's another 10% slated to close next year. So we're, we're finding that where property values are high, gas stations are starting to get kind of choked out. So we believe okay. that okay. that's kind of a, an open path for us. All right. So I got a bunch of questions then. Um, yeah. What is the experience for the person like? Do they put a sensor on their car that lets you know when their gas is getting to a certain point where it needs to be refilled or how do they ask for gas? And when a person comes, what does it look like? A big truck, someone running up with a gas yeah. can, siphoning, you know, what does it look like? Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's actually the consumer experience for us. We, we love the fact that uh, the majority of our customers kind of consider us a gas fairy. That's kind of what they call us. It's like, you know, we're like Santa Claus and the Easter bunny to them. All to, to get into the service, okay? So say you wanted to start with our service today. And, and frankly, we have windows open this afternoon. So what you do is you download the app, you register, and you register your car and your payment information, and then you place an order. And the way that order works is that I have to, because I'm a service provider, I have to know the make and model of the vehicle, basically some details about the car so I can identify it, a license plate, for instance, a location. So you have to, just like kind of in many apps, you have to give me a location pin on a map. So I now know the vehicle, its location. You get to select the window that you would like us to come to fill you up during and make sure you have registered your payment details. And we dispatch a truck for the window that you've selected. And those drivers are highly trained. They're W-2. This is not kind of Uber contractor style. These are people that believe in our business and love and, and, and passionately um, making customers happy. And they drive out to your car. And if you have a, uh, a vehicle that does not have a locking gas flap, it's like basically there's no issue with that. We just come out and we fill it at the location you specified. And we have uh, weights and measures. That's kind of a, that's a, a freely term for we pump exactly what we say we pump. And um, mm -hmm. weights and measures certified meter just like a gas station has. And within the app, you will get a notification that we're on our way to your vehicle and that you are actually filled. And then the receipt comes in the email and it shows you exactly how much you were charged. So that's kind of the consumer experience. It's very, very um, invisible for most of our consumers. They don't have to be at the car. Um, many people order it while they're sleeping at night. It, their car is in the driveway. Some of them order um, while they're at work in the day. We have fleet partners that we fill multiple fleet vehicles as well. So it's a very cost-effective way for fleets to be fueled. But the, uh, the consumer experience, and you actually asked one nuance to your question that was actually quite brilliant, is that there's a few ways in which we can triangulate the location of the vehicle. One is that the consumer just enters it in the app. Another is through some partnerships we have 
Um, there are third-party uh, plugins to your vehicle that can partner up with our app. Um, there are actually we have announced partnerships with Bentley and Volvo, um, and there are many more to come. That the vehicle basically sends the signals to the cloud, and we triangulate when and where is best to fill within the customer's parameters, and it becomes basically a silent service. They, it, I jokingly say, it's better than electric because you don't even have to plug it in, right? So yeah, we yeah. basically monitor the vehicle and through kind of connected car initiatives, this is becoming one of the most uh, interesting long-term visions of what we're doing. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, so I guess in the middle of the night, instead of someone siphoning your gas, they're filling it up. You know, it's funny, an, an experience I had, which kind of relates to you guys, but uh, I was in New York with Hurricane Sandy and there were gas lines for four hours and people stabbed each other at the pump and, you know, there was hordes of people around the pump with gas cans and, you know, I would have paid someone probably 20 bucks a gallon if I didn't have to wait online. I just didn't do it. You know, and it would get me yeah. a few gallons of gas so I wouldn't have to wait. But this is a completely different animal. But um, I was going to joke too that your, your guys said... You guys that fill it up, they don't try to top it off either. I guess you don't have that behavior. That's no, we good. don't have that behavior. And that actually out here, at least in, in when we've observed general consumers filling up at gas stations, I mean, it's technically illegal for you to top off, but we're finding that a very high percentage of users try to get every last drop out of that, and they click, 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 click three or four times, and then they spill over. And that's spillage, and that's environmentally you know, unfriendly. Yeah, and I would guess, I mean... There's the person that drives miles out of their way for a few cents to save. But uh, I, would, I would guess you see very different consumer behavior or you just have a different species of consumer in terms of price. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, let, uh, let me talk through the financial model, actually. That's a, a, the interesting break into that is that we charge the lowest of the three closest gas stations to the coordinates you specify for your vehicle. So we pay for data and we know exactly what every gas station is in the area. So when you order for your car, you know, your Audi or whatever you happen to have, you pick the location and the price you see on our screen is not set by us. It's set by the local gas station. And we just are pulling that from a, a, a database that we've paid for. So we offer the lowest price of the three closest gas stations, highly competitive. And then um, de depending on that window that I was specifying, like if you want it um, in a short two-hour window, that costs you more. If you're willing to wait for an entire overnight window so that we can create a bit of a more optimized route and more dense uh, filling uh, for, our, for our business, then we give you a, a, a higher discount on the fee. And our fee is uh, anywhere between zero because we do promotional details in lots of neighborhoods. But um, we have a $3 fee is kind of like our, our base fee uh, all the way up to $8. And I, I wouldn't have I thought people would pay $8 for us to deliver to them, but some people really do. And I think it's something about that convenience and or uh, uh, just the timing. It really is something that they don't want to do. Um, and to talk about the different people that are in our system, we thought when we got started that this might be because my wife is like one of the biggest customers we've got. She just, I mean, we have, I, I personally, I have, I have four kids and them in the car is not something that she wants to deal with. 
when she's getting gas right. and all my kids are under five, right? Well, mm. we learned pretty quickly that lots of Civics and Accords and Corollas and Camrys, um, very middle of the distribution curve vehicles are very high in our system. So we learned very quickly that this is everyone's service and it, it's not an expensive service by any means. And we have a, an NPS score that's that's you know in the 70s, actually in the high 70s, 80s, depending on the day you take the te- take the the score, and that's actually quite good for a consumer facing app and service. Right. Okay. What about um? You mentioned people that don't have locking gas caps, but what about the cars yeah. where you have to pull that little lever inside of it? How do you get around yeah. that with the customer? So first of all, we don't try to get around it. We try to make sure that the customers habit behavior, you know, the habit of going to the gas station, we want to change to ordering from us. And part of that habit is establishing that they release the gas flap, whether it's when they order or maybe they wait until our vehicle is dispatched because they get a notification and they go out and unlock the flap. It's a very minor problem for us, but it is the number one problem. Um, So for us, it's just the way we try to solve that problem is from education and training. It's not it's not overcome um, by tech. Uh, we do have methods of uh, with partnering with the manufacturers to get those vehicles to be unlocked. But really, that's an aftermarket product that we're we're not going to get you know every consumer to put in their car. So we just try to train yep. them. That's really it. What about um, the old style gas stations that would do your windows and shine your car up? Are you are you adding any of those services to the fill up? Yeah, we do. And and uh, the way I look at this is that we're bringing kind of full service back. Um, it's actually better than full service because you don't even have to come to us. And within our app, actually, there is, there we have add-ons. So some people want like Octane Booster or Fuel Injector Cleaner. Um, we uh, we are rotating and, and experimenting. You know, so we'll, we're still a nimble and two-year-old company. So we're trying lots of different add-ons. And one of them uh, that we have tried and try in, and we're, we're cycling through many of them, but is washing the windshield, maybe adding Rain-X. Um, we've done uh, checking tires and or inflating tires. There's a lot of things that we're still rotating through, but we want to understand what the consumers, you know, Pareto-wise, what is the, what is the things that they need and want the most? And that uh, windshield wiping was one of them. Windshield washing was one of them. Okay. Is there any benefit to um, draining someone's gas tank and then filling it up? You know, there's the legend of the sludge in the bottom. Can you add anything to the gas to help the car periodically once a month? Are there any, is there any yeah, knowledge I, like that that you can do to help people? Yeah, I, I, I believe, you know, and, and depending on the big marketing dollars behind big oil, I believe that most gas is the same. It really comes down to the quality of the maintenance of the equipment at a gas station, the maintenance of the truck that moved the fuel, or the maintenance of the vehicle it went into. So if your car has gone through very hot and cold cycling, you might get condensation in the tank, you might get water in the tank. It is good to add some fuel conditioner to that. Um, It helps pass that, you know, that water agent through your engine a little bit uh, less harmfully than just water getting, you know, slowly burned through your gasoline. Um, the other couple things that you can do 
uh, really, actually, some people talk about, oh, well, what about the dirt in the bottom and sugar in the gas tank and all that? A lot of that stuff is pretty much uh, been debunked. It really comes down to, is your fuel uh, filter well-maintained? And are you buying, you know, are you buying fuel through a quality supply chain? So, you know, some of the cleanest gas stations, if, if we can reasonably believe that they keep all of their underground tanks and above ground equipment super clean, then that's better than um, then that's better than some a rundown station. But our perspective is that we inspect our trucks uh, before and after every shift, and our tanks are are routinely cleaned. So we are double filtering our fuel as well. So for us, it really is the quality of the fuel. We want to give you the best quality that the supply chain can give you. And if you take care of your vehicle well enough, then we have a, a very good marriage in the, uh, in the quality of fuel all the way into the engine. Okay. And then I, I asked this earlier, I don't know if it's possible, but is there a way for me to put um, a sensor on my car or to do something where I can alert you when my gas gets to a certain low level so you can automatically yeah, yeah. come? Yes, that was the, the third party I, I mentioned, that there are third party um, equipment. You can do uh, the OBD2 port plugins. There's a, a handful of them, Mojo, Automatic. A lot of these are, are well known. Um, some people have written actually, if this, then that code for the Automatic to, autom- to basically order through us on, on its own. Um, we have spent most of our effort partnering with Connected Car Initiatives. So those are cool to us. Um, it's just not been the highest on our priority list. But we have a handful of customers that have done it themselves. It basically allowing, you know, uh, allowing the hackers to to get their car filled. <laughs> oh, very cool. Okay. And then what cities is uh, filled available in? Yeah. So we are we were launched in the Silicon Valley. We expanded all the way up to San Francisco, and we have a 330 square mile coverage area here. Um, we are we are in limited tests in two other cities right now. One being uh, one being Phoenix and the other being Seattle. Um, we plan to we plan to launch consumer services um, later in the year. There right now it's purely through our business partners. We basically get our boots on the ground in a city, um, establish good relationships, get our fleet there, and then we turn on the consumer services thereafter. So the consumer services really are still heavily through the Silicon Valley and San Francisco area, Bay Area. Okay. When, when will you be expanding to, you know, Austin where I live or other places? Yeah, actually, Austin, uh, Austin will probably be uh, early next year. That's, uh, that's one of the cities on our, on our middle-term roadmap. Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait for it. So uh, besides expansion, what's next for you guys over the next year? What services do you want to add? How is this going to uh, grow and change, do you think? Yeah, I, I think you've actually touched on a little bit of it through um, third-party uh, third party equipment is one thing that's on our roadmap. Um, what we call auto fuel, that's where the vehicle through a connected cloud infrastructure tells us and we want that to go more mainstream. You know, right now it's all in early tests because the uh, auto manufacturers, you know, really want to know how this is working. So we see that on our roadmap, really subscriptions is coming. Uh, that's probably within the month, actually. And as you mentioned, even like windshield washing add-ons, uh, we have partnered with a handful of other service providers here. If you want to get 
a tire change or a car wash uh, while, you know, we'll come out and fill you and we have a third party um, partnership where someone will actually come out and wash your car. Uh, those are all, you know, really exciting for us. But re- really, at this stage of the company, it's building our growth story, making sure we can uh, build our trucks and hire drivers and expand into cities quite efficiently and offer effectively just a really, really um, enjoyable experience for our customers. And it, frankly, it's a competitive price. So that's where we we want to be even better at offering competitive pricing. So as our supply um, volume goes up, we can negotiate better pricing with our supplier. Do you think you would add in mobile repair services or is that beyond the scope of where you want to go with this? Yeah, that's, that's probably maybe through partnerships, really. But, um, you know, we see uh, a, a, a 360 view of your vehicle for our customer is something we want to be able to provide them. So that means that we're coming out to your car probably every week to get it filled. And in the process, we're able to give you some metrics about your vehicle, maybe would tell you that whether you knew it or not, something was recalled on your car. Um, what we, uh, we really like is we notice things because we're professionals. We notice things that a lot of owners of the vehicles don't even notice. We, we notified a lady that her right front tire was showing cords, and we told her, hey, you, you need to get that taken care of. And she wrote us a really long and really heartfelt email about the fact that, you know, um, she was involved in an accident when the right front tire blew out. And this was something that she didn't even notice. And maybe it was a situation like this that happened before. And were she not to notice that, she would not have taken care of it. And to me, it's, hey, we'll be the eyes and ears for your car. The name filled in our app is because we want to actually take care of all things um, filling. So whether that's your radiator, your windshield washer fluid, your brake fluid, your ATF, you know, all of the fluids that your vehicle might take, we want to be able to take care of your vehicle for you and show you um, exactly how your vehicle is doing. I think people, they want to love their car. I think, I mean, I am, I am the worst at this as well. I want to love my car. I'm just not very good at it. And if, if Phil became that helper, to caring for your car just a little bit more, I think people will be pretty excited about that. Okay, well, very good. So uh, it's coming to a city near you soon, but um, for people in the area you cover, what's the best way for them to start working with you? Just download the app, yeah. is it on Android and I, I, iTunes, I yeah. mean, the iPhone store? Or? We are an iOS and Android-based app, you know, both on, on iTunes and App Store for Apple and Google Play. And uh, within the app, just register your vehicle, give it a shot. I mean, this is, uh, I, I can actually, you know, before you broadcast this, I'll give you a code, N6A. If they use N6A, oh, not N6A, I got to give future tech. So I'll, I'll restate okay. that, Richard, for you to edit. Um, if any no of problem. your customers want to use the uh, code future tech um, within the app in the local area, they will get a discount on their first delivery. Well, very good. So, um, Chris, um, anything else I should have asked you that we left out, or you think that covers it? No, I, I think that my, I guess my final thoughts are that as I got into this business, of course, I was looking at it from a um, consumer joy and the fact that, that nobody seems to like the gas station. But I, I look at it now as kind of a, a health, happiness, and prosperity liberation of the customer from, I, I'd like to call it, the shackles of the gas station. 
We're all we're all the the laborers for putting fuel into our own vehicle, and I see mobile fueling as being better uh, for not only the economics that are changing for gas stations, but also vehicle miles traveled and spills. It's better for the environment, and then the safety for the customer, whether it's fires, crimes, and germs. I mean, that to me is a really a really compelling. Uh, story for why the, why this vision for the future of fueling is going to be the future for fueling. Well, very good. Well, Chris, thank you for coming. And uh, I think it's pretty interesting. And I think it'll be very useful. And I wish you were here in my city today. But as soon as you come, I'll be your customer. It sounds good and very useful to me because I tend to drive until the the gas is below the E and my wife is screaming at me to get it. So, <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for coming. Yeah, you and me both on that one. And thank you, Richard, for your time. It's been great. Great chat. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.